Hello and welcome to another episode of the CBGS podcast brought to you by Aspen Weight. Have another special one for you today. I'm actually away off gallivanting around Ireland for a few days. So, I'm going to leave you in the capable hands of Ross Carrere and Paul Waite, who are going to speak to you all about all things marketing, I believe. So, with no further ado, I pass you over to Ross Curry and Mr. Paul Waite. Good morning, Pop Pickers. Uh, as my little friend Mr. Armstrong is saying, as he's gallivanting around Ireland, uh, today I am joined by my very cheerful colleague, Mr. Ross Curry. Morning, Ross. Good morning, Paul. How are you today? I'm very good, thank you. I always have a little joke with Ross. I always say to him, um, what curry are you today, Ross? Ha ha. I myself feel a bit like a chicken mackinac because I'm feeling quite sort of smooth. But what, are, what are you, Ross? Uh, this morning I'm feeling a bit like a pathia, So, Oh, that's a nice one. Uh, I like that. Yeah, it's nice and spicy. So um, when you're sitting in the offices today or this evening or driving in the car listening to our podcast, as I know many of you have got used to doing... Uh, have a think about what sort of curry you might be, and uh, and do write in an email us and tell us what curries you would like to be. Anyway, so Paul, how was your week this week? Um, yes, very another very busy week, uh, Ross. Uh, basically, uh, I've been concentrating for the last few weeks on really making sure that uh, we make the most of uh, the expansion possibilities that have opened up to us. Uh, which requires a, a, a slightly different mindset, uh, and that, of course, is is quite uh, topical given that we're going to be talking about marketing today. We are. Um, so, of course, you know, to some extent, uh, what is appropriate at different sizes of business is no longer appropriate as you get bigger, etc. So, very much in that zone at the moment, to be honest. Um, to be truthful, I'm getting increasingly nervous as I am making my debut in court next week as a as a witness. Uh, I had. Um, a lot of time with a criminal barrister this week. Um, he was giving me a lot of tips. Uh, so I've got to be very careful of not putting faces, Mr. Curry, as you know. So I've got to put on my professional hat. So uh, been lots of new clients again. Good stuff going on across across the empire. Um, so can't complain. Good. Um, I myself spent a day with Darren Talbot uh, with yeah. the Cardiff Blues. Oh, okay. So day, um, we did like a, a business workshop, met some other players to talk about what their plans are, which was... was is this good. to help them um, in their careers after they finish playing, I believe? This is, yes. So they've obviously got the rugby career and then they're looking to build their own businesses after their rugby career. So they just want sort of some advice on getting set up. Thank you. Uh, just on that prompt, actually, one thing um, that was very exciting this week is uh, I exchanged emails with the great Brad Barrett, captain of Saracens. Uh, I think he played for England about 26 times. Uh, probably the brave one, of the bravest players in world rugby. Uh, he's he's the uh, fourth Saracen that uh, uh, I've I've been um, helping uh, business wise with, um, notably Alistair Hargreaves, uh, Springbok, and ex second row. So um, as, uh, that's that's really pleasing. One of the things we're looking to do, as you know, is to give something back and help uh, great players as they're approaching the end of their career. Uh, and grooming them for their future careers, which um, is going to give us a lot of pleasure, I think. I would think so. It's very good. Um, so um, today we're going to talk about marketing. As Ross is here, it seemed like a good idea. Um, so um, I don't know where to start. So, so obviously Ross has been here for... It was my fourth year anniversary last Sunday. 
Isn't that, isn't that very exciting? We're all, so all seeing happy birthday in your minds to Ross. Um, so it's, it's actually unbelievable for me to think that I survived over 21 years without Ross because, um, in all truthfulness, I think having our own marketing department has probably been the single most defining moment or episode or whatever you want to call it in Aspenweight's uh, history. And uh, as I like to put it, uh, Ross and the wonderful Carly... Uh, his assistant, if we haven't met her, um, have this wonderful ability to transform uh, and translate uh, what is in one's mind. Uh, and bearing in mind, most of you know me, that is quite a scary place to visit um, and put it into something that looks like reality and something beautiful. Uh, I think one of the things that um, is synonymous with Aspen Weight is the quality of what we produce. Uh, and Ross and Carly... Um, I, I can't really thank them enough because um, and it makes me very proud every day because obviously um, I, I, I sort of into this business 24-7 and to see uh, your, effectively your baby being allowed to grow up and looking so fine and dandy and as good as anything on the high street really is, is extremely satisfying. It is. It's, it's very rewarding. Um, certainly one of the best parts and indeed the challenges um, of, of the role I do is taking these ideas and getting them onto paper in a way that you know relates to our customers and that makes people want to work with us. And I think when you're primarily advice-based or you know, professional services, um, getting that message across can be quite challenging at times. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, as, a, as a general observation now, having, having succeeded for over 25 years of business myself, um, it, it's quite extraordinary uh, how few businesses actually spend enough money on marketing. Um, and of course, one of the things that's a, it's a bit of a sort of a standard joke is that as soon as there's a recession, the first thing that goes out of the window is the marketing budget. But of course, arguably, um, one should be doing the complete opposite. Which is obviously very good for me. Um, should there be any... In what case? Want to be in a recession? <laughs> What's good for you, Ross? I'm a bit confused. What, the, the marketing budget not being thrown out the window. Oh, yes, absolutely. Yes. Well, that's because we know it works, because we are, we're enlightened people. That's why, that's why you must listen to us viewers, because we are the enlightened ones, not just the complete business growth service, but the enlightened complete business growth service. We, yes. <laughs> I mean, could you tell us a bit about Aspen Waits brand, just very briefly? Because we're renowned for purple. <laughs> so, um, uh, I have no... Uh, when, I, when I started the business in August 1993, I had, uh, I don't think really, any, any real um, background in marketing um, other than just sort of natural interest in things. Uh, one thing I did know is, is I wanted to be purple. Um, funnily enough, I think if I, an older Paul, so Paul of today, wouldn't necessarily have gone into a new business with quite that amount of drive and focus that I had, but nonetheless, the 33-year-old Paul was wholly resolved that his brand was going to be purple. So uh, I was introduced to a designer from Bath, and uh, I remember, I can actually remember sitting down with the, the person, I can't remember his name now, uh, and he he designed uh, a logo for me. Uh, some of you will remember the old Aspenweight logo, which was simply um, sort of taking the A and W and lengthening them a bit and making them a bit more sexy than they are. Uh, so uh, the weight was born in dark purple and the Aspen became a 60% tint, which actually looks like lilac, uh, but is actually technically a 60% tint of the darker colour. 
and that and that was it. So that's that's um, that's how the brand was born, and it uh, it survived. Was it? it survived over half of Aspen Wade's life? It did until we made the decision to rebrand a couple of years ago. Well, to be fair, um, it's always best to be honest. I think, apart from when it hurts you, of course. Ha ha! No joke. Don't listen to me. I was only joking. Um, so. Um, we, we actually rebranded uh, probably about four years ago. It must have been just after Ross joined us uh, and designed what uh, I, I call the Aspen Weight Bricks or my wife calls the Aspen Weight Dog or Poodle, I think she calls it actually, the Aspen Weight Poodle. Um, and actually that was, uh, that was very much the brainchild of Carly Jones and that survived two years, perhaps a little bit more. And then one day... Um, the inestimable Mrs. Samantha Clyde, um, which is a little bit out of character in both ways round, really. She basically, um, she basically uh, backed the team, if you like, and, and told Carly and Ross, don't you listen to that grumpy old weighty bloke. Um, you go on and, and, and design something fresh and new and present it to Mr. Wait. Um, and, and so that's what we did. Um, do you, I don't know if you remember that meeting. I can. You were sceptical at first. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, you quickly came around to it, and we've been using it ever since. No, I think, I think um, the, new, the new branding um, is, is, it, does, it does everything you want, really. It's, uh, I think it's two words I would use. Simple, and it has impact. Two very important words. Yeah, I think in marketing, um, I think probably impact is, uh, well... If we're going to start doing marketing things, obviously today, because uh, uh, as you know, I've got a tendency to talk for seven hours anyway, and uh, it's always nice to talk to Ross. So we don't want to take you up for too long. But uh, so today is a bit of a, more of an introduction. But uh, I think there are some simple concepts that we can we can pass over very easily today. So other than um, those two, I think the other word that comes to mind with marketing is consistency. Um, so one thing that is very tempting is to come up with strap lines, for instance, like, you know, Aspen weight are different or Aspen weight do this. And then three weeks later, you use something else or... Yes, we, we did have a habit of coming up with new ideas and changing them. Yeah. Um, and then it got to the point where it was quite confusing, really. So we've, we've stuck with one. Yeah, and also um, one of the things I try to do is... Um, so, for instance, uh, as, as an example, I'm not sure it's the best one that comes into my mind... So uh, we are now very much pushing Aspen Weight as the complete business growth service. It is Aspen Weight's complete business growth service, but nonetheless, it is the complete business growth service. So my inclination, for instance, on our Christmas cards is to wish people a complete Christmas because that, again, is consistent with our branding. So that's a good example of, of consistency. I also think it's important to remember that most people respond best to images. They do. So um, you will notice if you look at any um, magazine of ours, for instance, it always has a, a beautiful cover. I personally even subscribe to the fact with uh, technical reports, uh, I try to make the front cover so impactful that the inspector of taxes doesn't even want to read past that. You know? Well, everything we do looks great, reads oh. great, and we like to think it is great. Indeed. Yes, very good. Very profound. If we're going to sort of wrap this up, if you had one piece of advice to give to a growing business, uh, if they're considering a rebrand or reinventing themselves, what would it be? When would you sort of consider making that decision? 
Well, I think um, that's quite a, that's quite a, that's quite a big question, isn't it? Gosh, with no preparation, honestly, he's a he's a cad, isn't he? He is actually, but uh, we'll leave that for another day. Um, I think um, I think it's very important as a decision maker. Let's leave it at that, as, because you may not, you know, it's any any decision maker in business. It's very important to recognise the stage you're at um, in in your business. Um, so, for instance, um, you know what was appropriate for me when I started, I realised wasn't appropriate. Perhaps five years after that, when the business had become more sophisticated, um, and and probably in in my case, I would think we've probably been through something like six, at least six different stages. Interestingly, I was having a planning day with Mrs. Clyde yesterday, um, as I have a big strategy day. Strategy, can you say that? Strategy, yes. Strategy day uh, coming up on the 26th with uh, all of my business development chums in one go, which is rather exciting, um, trying, trying to plan that. And um, so, um, and coincidentally, Samantha had last week produced a paper uh, outlining what she considered to be uh, the various stages uh, of, of growth, I suppose, in a business. And it was quite interesting. As we were munching over a, a sandwich, uh, I actually turned her own paper back to her and said, what stage do you think we're at? That That's a very good question. It was, it was very interesting, actually. Um, obviously, it's very difficult for you listeners because you can't picture it. Uh, what we will do is we'll put this uh, particular um, this particular piece up on, on the website so you can uh, visually look at what we're talking about. Uh, but effectively, Samantha thing had uh, the start with obviously a seed, uh, ended up uh, with, a, with the business exiting, being sold or whatever, big oak tree uh, and various things in between, you know, sort of startup phase, first growth phase and so on and so forth. So fortunately, which, was, which, which avoided spluttering over sandwiches, both Samantha and Paulie agreed that we were in an expansion phase. So we had... We were a mature business that was it was that was in an expansion phase. Yeah. So that's based basically where we are. So um, with that in mind, so answering going back to Rob to Ross's question. So um, I think it's 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 very important. So obviously now that uh, you know we're in that stage, we we've identified uh, what we have to do um, in order to um, meet the objectives we've set. So we have some quite ambitious objectives. Um, most listeners will know that our our ambition is to be the go-to uh, firm of business advisors for anybody really across the UK that's looking for the best in advice uh, uh, from people who genuinely care and uh, who aren't mostly fixated on the size of the bill. Um, you know, and actually, you know, I, I've, I've got company. I've got comfortable with that. That was quite an important thing, I guess, as a, an owner as well. That um, in in terms of setting and making objectives that you actually are comfortable with what you're trying to do what what one finds all too often is um i find with a lot of my clients is run around like headless chickens and they're not very good at planning their diaries and they always seem to be too busy to do anything and make what seem to me to be very poor decisions in terms of use of their time so i think um it's very important so if you're a startup business uh your marketing strategy is obviously very different to that of ours uh, we, 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 for instance, have uh, a situation now where if you look at um, the challenges of marketing, uh, we have undoubted credibility in the marketplace. 
our brand has been accepted people recognize it they, they broadly understand what it means and what we're trying to do etc so in our case what we're trying to do now is build on things so so for instance you know we we've always to some extent but you know recently we we hosted um a high level uh, rugby match as many of you know cardiff against uruguay last week uh as well as supporting the Vlinda charity day at chepstow and one of the things i've noticed is um as as we've probably grown those sort of days do in fact create more impact than we used to when we were a more immature business yes and, and we meet a sort of higher caliber of the people and businesses as part of that Yes, although, as, we, as we'd like to point out, higher calibre does not translate to being necessarily wealthier or anything. It just means we're... As, as, uh, I wish I could... I'm bouncing my chest now. I, we, we always say what we're interested in is in what's in here, not what's in there. And, uh, so that's, that's For those that can't see, Paul was tapping his chest and pointing <laughs> his head. I wasn't doing the harker, no. I've uh, just received a message from Mr Armstrong to give you a kick to stop talking. Ooh. So, Ooh. Ow! <laughs> ah! So, if we could leave our listeners with one takeaway point from this podcast. Drats. I was hoping to talk for the rest of the day. It wasn't, actually, because I've got a haircut at half past nine. And I'm more scared of Lisa, my haircut, hairdresser, than I am Ross. Ha ha. So, um, one, that's a big, big ask, isn't it? Yes, I think um, that's, that's actually quite an easy one. Because uh, one thing I learned quite early on uh, in, in my, um, my new Aspen Wake career, where I effectively had to be in charge of everything, uh, and that's important that, that, that future business owners realise that, that literally you do have to, to be involved in everything, even if it doesn't suit your, your character. So I think the, the one thing that is very important with marketing is to recognise who your audience is, to know who your natural customers are, who they might be. Uh, I've had some very interesting discussions over the year, over the last bit, uh, people saying to me, I don't need a sophisticated website because I've got hairy-assed hauliers of my clients and things. And my point to that person was, well, you should be thinking about who your clients might be. You, you, you should be attracting more discerning people who would look at a website. The fact that your current customers don't look at a website isn't the point. So I think um, the, the analogy I normally give, which I will, I will close on, is, for instance, if just think about... If you were offered free advertising by any radio station that there was, uh, the, the natural inclination might be, as, as a naive business person, to say, oh, Radio 1 or Radio 4 or Radio 2 are prepared to put adverts out for me. But if you're a hairdresser on Leon Solent, um, the fact that the advert might be listened to by 800,000 people across Great Britain and Ireland is, is really of no consequence to you. So in the particular case there of, of the local hairdresser, the local hairdresser would be much better uh, just having an advert on the local radio station, Indeed. perhaps with some sort of um, uh, tie-up uh, with other, other forms of media. And of course, the other thing, Ross, that you know that we specialise in is, is collaboration. So our, our good friend Samantha, for instance, has you know, made a career out of the common sense of the hairdresser colluding with the florist for instance, in the high street to maximum benefit, that sort of thing. So um, so I think that's my final gem for the day, without giving away all the crown jewels all today, Mr Curry. Yeah, well, thank you very much. Uh, in closing, we have Jono's Tune of the Week, and this week he has picked a song by Dick Dale and the Deltones, which we will leave you with now. Thank you very much for listening.